now. Yeah, wait, are you recording, Rob? I'm not. No, oh. I wasn't recording that. Oh, Rob. I know. Press I know we record. Okay, I'm hitting record. And the thing's moving. I can see it move. That's, that's good. But once it gets off the screen, I won't be able to see it. Yeah. Like, oh, no, it's going. It's going. It's tracking itself. Okay, we're in business. We're in business. How's it going, Rob? Oh, it's great, Sydney. I just had a cauliflower crust uh, pizza. And you want to know what's in the cauliflower crust? Wheat. No. No, it is wheat-free. It's just cauliflower and cheese. Oh, okay. That actually sounds good. There's like, there's a brand. Sorry. I hate when I can hear people like, when people are talking and you can tell they need to clear their throat, and yet I was doing it just now. Um, oh, there's a there's a lady, real quick before you go on, there's a lady uh, broadcaster on BBC Global News. Her name is Valerie Saunderson. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, you know how, like, after a story, the broadcaster will, like, say the, give the byline of the reporter they were just talking to, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, she has a habit of doing it in such a way it makes it sound like she's gargling her own phlegm. Ugh. And it's like, Jesus, lady, clear your goddamn throat. You're a professional broadcaster. Clear your throat before you say, uh, what's one of the funny names that they have? Um, there's this one, Ali, Ali McBool, Alim Akbul. Uh-huh. But I always think it's saying Ali McBeal. Ali McBool. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, but go on about your uh, the cauliflower crust pizza. Well, first I'll say my brother, who is a goon, he always has. He always sounds like he needs to clear his throat, and it makes me want to punch him more than. Well, I always want to punch him. Um, but what was I saying? Oh, there's like a, there's a brand of cauliflower crust and cauliflower crust pizzas that they sell at all the stores. They seem to be doing a real hard marketing push. And if you look at the ingredients on the back, it's cauliflower and wheat. It's still, it still is high in carbohydrates. And what, what is the point in making something with cauliflower, if it is not to make it low carb, it doesn't make right. any sense or, to me. Or gluten free, at least. Yeah. You know? So, did you make this cauliflower crust? Oh no, 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 <laughs> no! I bought it at Safeway. You guys have Safeway in Tacoma. Yeah, we have Safeway. Um. We also have Fred Meyer. Um, I think Albertson's closed down. Oh well, they're just they're just done. Albertson's closed. Wait, Albertson's um, the entire chain is closed. Um. Well, the one here in town closed, but I thought they got bought out by maybe Safeway or so. I think they got bought out by another chain. Oh. And so, if there was already one of those. The ones that bought them out. Yeah. If there was already one of those nearby, then they would they just closed the Albertsons. Because yeah. Because they don't need that competition anymore. So yeah. Um, what else do we have? Um, I don't um, know. Name all the grocery store chains in Tacoma. Well, 
I would think that there would be more QVC. I don't know if that's a nationwide brand. I've never heard of it. Um, um, do you guys have Trader Joe's? We have. We do have a Trader Joe's in a neighboring town. Okay. Oh, we have a Wal. We have a Walmart, of course. Yeah, you have to, and uh, um, if you're going to be a real city. Well, Tacoma actually fought um, Walmart. The only reason Walmart was able to get in mm-hmm. is because they got they got unscrupulous about it. They either hired or somehow they had like a like a realtor agency. Tacoma had already decided they didn't want Walmart. So Walmart like hired a company or started a company under a different business name no. to yep. To go like purchase or lease or whatever a big piece of land, and somehow got around it through the back door, and the people in the city didn't realize what was going on until it was too late, sort of. And oh. then there was this big legal battle, and then Walmart ended up winning. Like, haha, we, you know, Stop we exploited it. your loophole. Yeah, it was pretty terrible. Um, that's so, kind of so we have a Walmart. That's kind of what Disney did to buy up the land in Florida to build Disney World is it was all really cheap swampland. Little known fact, Disney World is built on a swamp, which is why like where you're standing in the park is actually the second floor because there's a subfloor, which is all the operations of the park. There's like a whole underfloor um they call it like the utilidors. It's it's an underground city, um, and then where you're standing is not ground level. It's actually the second floor. But anyways, it was all garbage swampland, but um, that was really cheap. But they knew like if Disney started buying up this land, the people selling it would hike up the price because Disney could afford it. Um, so they created a bunch of small, basically fake companies to buy the land. Uh, so that they wouldn't get price gouged. Isn't business fun? Isn't it fun what people with money do? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, mostly they work work really hard at avoiding spending money, it seems like. Yeah, they do. And um, that's, yeah. Uh, And they they work really hard at avoiding paying taxes. Yeah, this is true. This is true. So you ate the cauliflower crust pizza. Was it delicious? Yeah, it was really good. Uh huh. Do you have to put? And I I figure that counts. That counts as a vegetable. It does. Well, um, when I was in junior high, you had to buy like you you had to get a balanced meal in the cafeteria to buy a school lunch. But potato French fries French fries counted as a vegetable. So right. I had yeah. a balanced meal of what when I had money. My parents didn't give me lunch money. We weren't millionaires. I packed my lunch. But if I wanted to spend my hard-earned chore money on a school lunch, I could get a balanced meal of French fries and pizza. But um, yeah, <laughs> that sounds pretty good. <laughs> when you have this. Uh, this crust that's cauliflower and cheese, do you then put sauce and then more cheese on top? Oh, yeah. It's, it's already it comes pre-made like oh. that. Yeah. So there's, there's cheese yeah, in yeah, the crust, yeah, yeah. cheese on top. That's right. It's almost like its own stuffed crust pizza. Yeah. Because it's 
the crust is part cheese. Cheese <laughs> city. <laughs> what yeah. else is going on, Rob? I don't know, man. Um, there was a le- I've had two leaks um, in, the, in the kitchen area. That's been really fun to deal with, oh. having the landlord come in and, like, fix them. He's really good at doing that stuff. You know, he came in and fixed it right away, but still just that, the hassle of having someone over invading my um, fortress of solitude. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you have to you clean know. it up to make it look like you're um, a functional human being and sweep up all the beard hairs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So that's been fun. I don't really have a whole lot going on, to be honest. Um, I'm disappointed. What do you got going? Yeah, what do you got going on, Sydney? I'll think of something. Uh, well, yeah, I'm just working a lot, and then I'm leaving in four days, five days to go to Atlanta to get surgery. So that's exciting. Um, I. Uh, have been cleaning the house because my friend Becky is coming to stay at the house and take care of the dogs while we are gone. And I want it to be super nice and perfect and like a little resort for her. So we finished, we had stopped kind of halfway through painting our kitchen because we just got burnt out on being in the house. And we finished painting the kitchen and uh, got everything nice. I shampooed all the rugs. And uh, then Ralphie decided that he's not house trained anymore. So he uh, started using those rugs as a toilet immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, he's dog door trained. He uses a dog door. Um, but the minute I shampooed the rugs, he decided those were his toilet. And so we are, I, we have basically six days to crate train him. Uh, so he's not a nightmare for my friend. Um, pretty mad about it. I, I don't, he's such a petulant little dog. So like the first time that he used the rug as a toilet, uh, Zach went to bed and left Ralphie loose in the house because I wasn't home from work yet. So Ralphie decided to go to the bathroom on the rug like oh no one's here petting me I miss my mommy and then the next time he did it was because I rolled over at 1 a.m and Ralphie thought it was morning and was excited to get up and be fed and I said no and I went back to sleep and uh, apparently Ralphie was upset about that so he pooped on the rug Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) he's just he's such because when we first got him and he didn't like Zach and he was scared of Zach. He would pee on Zach's blanket, like his couch blanket. He Because Ralphie's just a petulant little shit is kind of what he is. And so then last night, Ralphie was supposed to sleep in his kennel. That was his first night in the kennel. But I woke up in bed next to him uh, because he was crying like a little bitch and Zach felt bad for him, so Zach took him out to watch a movie with him, but then Ralphie ran in bed with me, and Zach didn't want to disturb me and wake up, you know, wake me up getting Ralphie. So we're going to try again tonight putting Ralphie in the kennel uh, because Ralphie's a criminal. He smooth criminal. He's a smooth criminal. I keep... I'm, my phone's ringing on the other line. I just declined it. 
It was here's these fucking political calls, Rob, nonstop. Oh, I know. I don't I don't answer any of them. Well, my phone is on do not disturb because I'm recording with you. So for it to have rung oh, through, right. it means that they called me two times in a row. Oh, wow. And they That's call sneaky. they call from semi-local numbers. So yeah. it makes you think like, oh, yeah. they know. They know. you Because when I get bullshit calls, I have an out-of-state area code. So when I get bullshit calls, they have New York area codes, and I know not to answer them. But these are Arizona area codes. So they're on to me. And they can, they can go fuck themselves. Leave me the fuck alone. If you want someone to vote for your fucking candidate, you know what doesn't uh, curry their favor is blowing up their fucking phone. Just all these texts all day with, like, propaganda videos. This person did this, and it was so bad. And then ten minutes later, their opponent texts you and says, That guy did that thing. Blah. You're all oh, you're all criminals. Which reminds me, we're we're missing the debate. Oh, is right it? now we're recording during the debate. I think. God, I always I can't wait to see. Uh, I can't wait to hear like the f- you know the four good clips from it that <laughs> everyone whatever. will talk about for forever. Mm-hmm. I, I always say next election season, I'm not going to be in the service industry, and yet. Here I am. Um, oh right. When yeah. when is the election? Mm. What November fourth? Third. Like maybe I should my leave of absence from work is until October twenty sixth or twenty seventh. Like basically, oh, I, I go just back go, to work. I, maybe I should extend week. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, I well, don't... but you're then you're just gonna you're just gonna hear about the election results anyway that's going to be a bigger bombshell than the days preceding the election i think the the night of and the day after are usually the worst um but during the trump election i wasn't bartending i just worked at a coffee shop i think this will be worse because at a coffee shop people basically come and go but at a bar people stay long term so they get more into whatever they're talking about which during the election season is the election. And that's always terrible. Um, and then my boss is a big Trump guy. And so he's going to want to talk about that. And uh, it's like, I, 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 you pay me money. So um, I appreciate you, but we just maybe shouldn't talk. I don't know. Yeah, uh, luckily I don't I don't have to endure any political talk at work. Really, I just I work in a small department with just like one other guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you've got it made, Rob. You've got it. Yeah. You've got it made during all this for real. Um, so that's fun that the debates are happening tonight. Um, yeah, me. You know, hey, hey, all goes well. Maybe something will go wrong in my surgery, and I'll, I, I'll just be off work for a little bit longer. Um, so that's good. Uh, maybe they could um, botch it. You go into a coma for mm, an extra week. That would be great. And then that's that's your extra week. And then um, to make it good to you, they um, they give you the surgery for free. Yeah, that would be great. 
I'll say, <laughs> can I please have my $8,500 back? Thank you. Thank you very yeah. much. Uh, because I would like to have that money for me. Um, yeah. So that's basically, I think, what's going on with me. Um, I'm leaving for surgery. My dog's shitting on my rug. He's a criminal with a high rate of recidivism. And... <laughs> <laughs> We named him after, so his middle name is after two people from the television show Love After Lockup because his name is Ralphie Lamar Lamondre Bird. And Lamar and Lamondre are two characters that we really like from the television show Love After Lockup, which for those who don't know, it's people who basically they date people in prison and it follows the relationship as the person gets released from prison it's the finest and trashy reality television i don't know what people are still doing watching 90 day fiance when they could be watching love after lockup um so yeah but the thing is we named the dog after two criminals so i don't know what what we expected from him behavior wise like we didn't set him off on the right track so yeah 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 (laughs) yeah i don't know what to tell you about that yeah i mean ralphie ralphie's such a wholesome name it is you'd think that would kind of balance it out yeah. Well, and to be fair, Lamar isn't back in prison yet. So there's two, but Lamondre, he never even got out of prison. He was a big oh, drug no. kingpin, I I think in like Tampa. <laughs> you know, the uh, hot Lamondre. Tampa drug market. Um so yeah, so I don't know, but uh I I can't think of anything else going on. Um I pet a cat. You pet a cat? It was it your own or I pet yours? A cat. Yours died, huh? You don't have one. Yeah, I don't have a cat. But I was on the way home of all from of all places, uh, uh, the waffle place on Ooh. Sunday, and I took, I just kind of took a new way home, and uh, I'm carrying the waffles in the bag because it's all takeout at this point, and. Um, <clears throat> and there was a little orange kitty in the in the sidewalk up ahead, about like fifty feet or something. Uh-huh. So I, as I as I approached, I was going, and it looked at you know like paid attention to me, you know like keyed onto me and didn't run away. So I bent down and he came over, came right over, and I started petting him. He was a cute little like like maybe seven, eight, seven month old cat. And it just let you pet it, even though it was a loose cat? Oh, yeah. He was just playing outside of his house, I think, on the sidewalk. And so I came by, and he got a little pet session, gave him little forehead scritchies, butt scritchies. (laughs) Um, He did the thing when you're, like, petting the forehead, when you're giving the forehead scritchies, and the cat, like, is lifting his head into it so Mm -hmm. much that the mouth comes open, and you just see, like, ah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Open open kitty mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Super cute little kitty. Um, I was worried he was going to try and follow me, because that's how I got... That's how I got a cat, my three cats ago. I had a cat, and then it just followed me. The same age, too, same age cat. And then it just started following me. I went back. I took the cat back to, like, well, actually, this was in front of a 7-Eleven when this happened. So 
I don't know. Uh, it just started following me, and I went around to, like, the houses nearby, knocking on all the doors, holding this cat. Like, is this your cat? Do you recognize this cat? Nobody recognized the cat, so I just took the cat home. And then later, when I took him to be neutered, I found out she had already been spayed. Oh, my gosh. Um, was that your cat that just recently died? No, that was two cats previous. They were they were roommates. Gotcha. This was Monkey. Monkey was a little black and white tuxedo cat, and she was real spunky. Yeah. Um, she was feisty. Well, that's how Scott ended up with a black and white tuxedo cat, is uh, she just showed up in his house. And, well, so first... She showed up in his house and he sent me a picture of a cat in his apartment and said, I guess I have a cat now. And then (laughs) the next day he was like, she peed in my apartment. And then the cat kind of went away for a while. But then the next (laughs) year she showed up again and just walked in and said, I am staying for the winter. And he's had her now for several years. Um, And it turned out before she decided her permanent home was with Scott McNulty, she used to, like, all the neighbors in this complex knew her. And they they said, oh, yeah, that's Jasmine. That's my cat. Like, she come, we feed her. She's, like, she's a a loose cat, but she's, like, our cat. We feed her. And it turned out there were several apartments of people who thought this cat was kind of their cat. Uh, And uh, Scott was, like, no, it's my cat. Like, he had just spent, like you know, almost a thousand dollars getting this fucking cat's teeth fixed. And he's like, no, she's my cat (laughs) guys. Just to get this straight. This is my cat. Uh, I am invested. She has chosen me as the permanent home, but I, I don't know. I have, I have a similar story to that, but first I'm going to, I'm going to light some incense. Oh, how much you and the listeners appreciate incense yeah we love that you love incense like it's a 1998 and we're hanging out at a trails i don't know if you have those there this it's like a chain of head shops oh no we don't have that this one is dragon's blood which i highly recommend dragon's Mm. blood Mm -hmm. sounds great so so the story i have about similar to that is um when i was Let's see, between fifth and seventh grade, I lived in this house in Huntington Beach, just in the suburbs, like a little residential neighborhood. And kind of like what you're talking about with Scott's cat, um, I think my mom came home one day and there was this Angora rabbit on her bed. What? (laughs) Yeah. This big fluffy bunny was like up on her bed and she's just like, oh, hello. And so. (laughs) Where did it come from? We don't know. No. Where do rabbits, where do rabbits come from? I don't know. Pet stores. So, so we fed the bunny. I mean, this is a full grown, this is a big, this is a big rabbit. And, um, so we fed it, it hung out like, I remember just like being our yard rabbit that would come inside the house and, you know, it was just really sociable. 
And then um, one day it just, like, it it was gone. And so we're like, okay, well, maybe he just stopped by for a month or two or whatever and then <laughs> went off on his continuing his adventure. Or maybe he had several houses, like, you know, Scott's cat or whatever. But um, And then a year went by and the rabbit showed up again. No. And he's just like, where the hell... Where you been, buns? <laughs> he didn't stay. He didn't stay for very long that time. But it was just like, oh, okay. That's just been so out weird. having an adventure. Yeah, <laughs> just this rabbit, and I'm sure it could probably survive in that, like in a neighborhood like that, like just eating people's plants and stuff. Yeah. You know. That's I so guess. weird. I don't know, but I. It must have had. It must have had, like, a real home or something. I don't know. It couldn't have been just a wild rabbit. It was obviously, you know, a pet that, that escaped. Yeah, I don't think they can survive on their own. Well, I don't know. I mean, there's rabbits. There's wild rabbits. Yeah, but an angora, an angora bunny? That's so yeah, different. Yeah, I would get... I might get all mad at or something, I guess. I don't know. I just think they're kind of weak. I'm not calling Angora rabbits bitches, but, like, they look kind of like they're bitches. Well, I would refer you to um, the book Watership Down by, I think, <laughs> what's the author's name? Richard Adams or something? I don't know. But I, I, would, refer you, I would refer you to that book. Okay. Because rabbits are fierce. They're not they're not wimps. But I'm not they're talking fierce. about rabbits. I'm talking specifically about the Angora ones. I they they just seem kind of like pussies. Well, why? Just cuz they have long hair? Yeah. That's it? Yeah. They they still got teeth and feet which kick? Yeah, they're all delicate though, I think. I'm not, you know, yeah, I could, I, I could know. be wrong. I could be wrong. I just think that animals that are savage usually have short hair because then they're, uh, like, the, they're, they, no one, the other, whatever, their prey or whatever, it can't like grab at it. You know what I mean? It's like how hunting dogs they cut the tail off of it. Yeah. Well, there was this. I forget what Twitter account posted a, <clears throat> a, story, a blurb whatever, about um, a sheep that had escaped, you know, it's whatever, gotten away. And for six years, it was just off living by itself. Uh-huh. And um, when they found it, its wool was like crazy matted because it hadn't been shorn in yeah. six years. And it was just basically one giant dreadlock. And um, they think, I don't know if, I don't know if they had evidence or whatever, but they, I think they went, they said that that's what allowed it to um, survive being attacked by, like, wolves or oh. something. <laughs> you know, it, that, because the, that makes total sense. Because yeah. they couldn't get at the actual animal. It was just like it had this big wad of, like, cotton candy around it. <laughs> it's kind of like how the transmission of skin-on-skin um, skin STI, like... Transmission it went up when uh, shaving pubes became in vogue because if you think about it, if you have two big bushes, even if one person did have 
warts or molluscus contagium or whatever, it would have to make it through the pubes. And so the pubes are kind of a defense, but when people started shaving their pubes, not only was there not that barrier anymore, but then there's the micro tears that come from shaving, and so it increased the transmission of uh, that type of STI. So I can see that. I can see that uh, helping that sheep out. So maybe bunnies are so Angora bunnies are tough. Maybe they are. So people traded uh, pubic lice for other yeah like warts the, yeah just e- basically yeah basically yeah lice for warts isn't it isn't it fun um <laughs> speaking okay so speaking of this wild sheep it made me think of this documentary i watched yesterday about woolly mammoths and it was the best thing to ever happen to me i listened to an interview on joe rogan with uh this paleontologist named trevor valle And he was on Rogan twice. They're both really good interviews. And he was saying he did this National Geographic documentary where him and another scientist go to Siberia to find, like, woolly mammoth remains. And uh, he... Because basically, because of global warming, like, all these remains that are twenty to 40,000 years old are surfacing particularly in the spring and summer months when um, the, uh, because it's, there's like permafrost, but it'll melt down. And so um, there's like a big market for trading the tusk of the ivory and whatever. And uh, it's called Mammoths Unearthed and it wasn't available anywhere online to watch. So I had to buy the DVD. I bought a used copy from a library uh, and it was totally worth $7.00. Because um, they are just tooling around Siberia, digging up mammoths. Uh, at one point, they hook up with these guys who have an old like Soviet-era tank, and they repair the tank so they can like cross this area to get to where there are rumors of mammoth remains. Um, I'm probably not doing it justice, but... Uh, it was fucking fantastic. Uh, they meet up with these, I don't know what they call them. They're like natives, but they're not Inuits, but it's like the native people of Siberia. And yeah, to, to yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I need to look it up because now I sound like an idiot, but I kind of am. Uh, just for <laughs> all the people who criticize the podcast because I don't do my research. Yeah, I have fucking, I have two fucking jobs. I don't have an NPR news team behind me. I'm just an idiot that, like, reads and watches things and talks about them. But anyways, uh, Trevor hooks up with these guys, and to them, the mammoths are, like, sacred, um, and it angers... They worship, like, this god of the underworld, and it angers them if the uh, remains are dug up. So in order to get permission to remove remains from the earth... They have to sacrifice a reindeer and drink its blood. So they're just passing around a cup and Trevor has to drink the hot reindeer blood to get permission from the god of the underworld to dig up mammoth remains. It, it is fantastic. Uh, and uh, I, I don't know. I wish I could recommend somewhere to watch it. But at some point they uh, go to this place where they discovered that like this fully it's not a full carcass because like the half of it the top half is kind of missing like it's like spine was sheared off the top 
but um, it's pretty intact. It has fur, it has tissue. It's a fully intact mammoth. And they cut it open to take a tissue sample, and it looks just like meat. It looks like frozen meat that you would get at Costco or, or whatever. And didn't, uh, what? Didn't they try? Didn't they fry some up? Didn't they eat some of it, and it was good? No, but I did. Oh, I did see on YouTube. There's another documentary where a scientist did unearth a mammoth, and he did take a bite out of its meat. Um, but Zach was not willing to watch another mammoth documentary last night. Cause like the, this one was like two hours. And then the one on YouTube where the guy eats the mammoth, it's like just shy of an hour. And Zach was not willing to commit to that. So we compromised and we watched the movie Congo. Uh, but on my own time, I'm going to watch this other guy unearth a mammoth just to eat it. Yeah, I think I think I did read a thing about that 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 person had done that and that um yeah, the meat was it was as fresh as though it was it just came from the supermarket as I as I recall, I could be wrong. Yeah, it's but, fucking wild. Just I mean just learning about like the permafrost and like how it is like everything is so frozen and preserved. It's it was fucking wild. It's I'm not, now I'm gonna go on a fucking mammoth bender on YouTube. I'm just gonna be so deep in mammoth tube. <laughs> well, because now correct me if I'm wrong, but if it's like buried under the soil that's frozen, it doesn't dry out, so it's not gonna get freezer burnt or whatever, right? Well, it doesn't dry out, but what does happen, and apparently this happens when you just freeze meat in your freezer is that the cell wall explodes. So meat oh, uh-huh. meat that's been frozen versus meat that hasn't been frozen is different. I, I don't know. I can't personally testify if it tastes different. But um, people were asking about, obviously, uh, whenever anything like this comes up, Jurassic Park is mentioned, and it's like, oh, can you sample its DNA? And now you can... Uh, clone mammoths and what um, Trevor Valle was saying on Rogan is well not really because like we don't know that we have a quality DNA sample because um, all of the all of the cell walls have been explode ex- uh, like burst because uh, you know obviously uh, liquids expand when they freeze and so it, yeah. it destroys the cellular integrity um, but I mean, they're looking at it and they're touching it and it looks like fresh dead meat. Um, it's, it was, it's yeah, fucking you can wild. get, you can get DNA from other stuff too. And if it's that well preserved, I'm sure there's, there's plenty of DNA. I think, cause I'm pretty sure I listened to that same episode. I think one of the problems with cloning it is that they, they don't have like, Anything to just I don't think they can it. just stick it in an Yeah, like they can't just I don't know, stick it in an elephant or something. Like well first they would have to make it so you might be able to get you can't just get uh, unless you can get like a frozen, completely intact sperm mm. <laughs> and a completely intact egg or whatever, basically you're just you just have some DNA to throw into an elephant essentially. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so that's not as easy as it sounds. I don't know. I guess they could probably, I think they can, I think there's ways of like, I just heard this where you can take 
uh, cells from your own body, and there's now a method where you can, like, I could take cells from my male body and create um, egg cells. Oh. Which I could then fertilize with my own <laughs> sperm cells and then, like, basically clone myself. That's fucking wild. <laughs> so I wonder if they could do that with the mammoths, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just bypass the whole, the whole like, having to mix it with an elephant, you know, the whole Jurassic Park thing about, oh, we mixed it with the frog. Yeah, uh, well, they just, yeah, they basically need an oven to bake it in. So, like, if they would have to, the closest thing would be an elephant to gestate it in, and who knows if it would. Because um, I guess, like, when they, because they have services where you can get your dog cloned, but they do, like, they create the embryo or whatever, and they throw it in another dog to gestate it. So who's to say an elephant could successfully gestate a mammoth? Um, I don't know. But then, uh, you know, yeah. he was saying all the moral implications of, like, bringing something alive just to have it live, like, a pretty miserable life and die because like the world that it was uh made to exist in doesn't exist anymore so i don't know but it's it is interesting it is interesting um and it was cool because i guess you know most remains when they're dried out it's like they're they're fossilized so to see like the actual thing was super cool um, and just to see these guys like tooling around Siberia was fucking wild. I once heard that um, <clears throat> there was a theory that if they brought back mammoths to Siberia, that it would actually help with um, loss of um, like the ice cap somehow, like the way that the mammoths would um, forage in the taiga or whatever uh-huh. reduced the plant material in such a way that it allows the ice caps to grow thicker what? or something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not obviously well-versed in that theory, yeah. but I did think that was interesting, like an interesting aspect of like, oh, it would be con- it would be a green thing to bring mammoths back and hey. have them go back to, yeah. Yeah, that'd be interesting. So, I don't know. You ever, like, the thing that I, because I've, I've been on kind of a nature documentary kick, and it just reminds me how stupid I am and how much I hate people who are, like, they think they've got it all figured out, and they, they, they understand global warming and that, that it is or it isn't real or this or that, and it's, like, and they've, they've never left their hometown, and I just, it's like, you, you have to realize how, like, wildly complex the world is and how little you understand. And, like, that's something every time I watch a documentary or I read, you know, Richard Grant's travel books, I'm like, man, do I not. I don't know anything. I don't know anything about the world, but I sure do like learning about it. It's the first step, Sydney. Yeah, yeah. First it's, step. It's the first step. It's the first step. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, anything else? Uh, I think I think we could call it good. Yeah. That's an episode, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't know how long we've been going, but 40 it's, minutes. it's half an hour or something. Oh, we'll see. Yeah. We're giving the people what they want. Yeah, they wanted to listen to us talk about cauliflower crust and mammoths. 
And mammoths. They love it. They eat it up. <laughs> Fucking pod pigs. That's, that's pup. That's pup dates for you. <laughs> All, right. All right. Bye, guys.